Welcome to the Podcast Connector. I'm Christina Rice, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Kelsey Goldstein and Abby Frank. We run the Podcast Connector, a service that connects podcast hosts and aligned guests, like a dating service for podcasts. Each week, we'll bring you behind-the-scenes stories and tips about the podcasting world, while also introducing you to some amazing people in health, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and personal development. If you'd like to get booked on podcasts or get connected with aligned guests, head to thepodcastconnector.com. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at thepodcastconnector. Let's dive in. So Abby, we were just talking about all the things we didn't expect to pop up when we first started working for ourselves. And I think it's a really interesting conversation because as amazing as it is to be your own boss, there will always be things that pop up that I feel like you don't expect until you are forced to deal with them. Like, I feel like you can never be prepared enough for that switch. And so, yeah, I kind of want to dive in and see what for you were some of the biggest things that took you by surprise when you started your own business. Yeah, definitely. When I started my own business, I was in like some paralysis because I was so panicked and I was like, oh my God, I need to be legally covered. I need an accountant. Um, (laughs) And I just felt so, so overwhelmed. And I don't think I realized all the moving pieces you needed before you even like got one client because you need a contract in place. You need to know how they're going to pay you or how to communicate with them. So I feel like I did a ton of research before I even started my business really and got a client. But I think something we were talking about before Kelsey was like lawyer and contracts. I feel like that is the first thing that you have to still the bane of my existence. (laughs) I feel like that is the first thing that you have to do before you start running your business, just Mm -hmm. so that you are totally covered. And especially if you're in like a service-based business, like making sure that everything is listed out, there's nothing missing and your contracts will change as you work because then you learn new things that weren't in your contract and you have to mm-hmm. adjust. <laughs> um, but there are other resources out there. Like you don't necessarily have to hire a lawyer. There's a lot of lawyers that like provide easy services for entrepreneurs, like templates and things. Um, but I would say that was one of the first things that I didn't realize I definitely needed before I started. Yeah, that. And for me, it was just like the whole process of setting up an LLC. I guess yeah. I just didn't know what all was involved with that. So that was definitely eye-opening to me and just making sure you, you have the right business set up for what you want to make sure you're covered on. So like, for example, an LLC, if people go after you, your personal assets are out of the picture. They're only going after your business assets, which is why a lot of people choose to set up an LLC, whatever. This is all stuff yeah. that was completely new to me that I had to learn about before setting up my own business. Yeah, me too. And like, even how that works with like a business bank account versus a personal bank account. Oh yeah. What do you even do? Like, how, how does this work? Especially if you're like a sole proprietorship in an Mm -hmm. LLC and you're the only one, like you're not getting paychecks. How do you know? Like, right. What's yours? What's your business? Oh my gosh. It's so overwhelming. So that's where the accountant comes in. You also need that. I think lawyer and accountant was the first things that I was like, oh man, Yep. (laughs) Those up first. Um, (sighs) Yeah. On the topic of accountants. I mean, I knew this was going to happen. I just still, I'm just kind of like 
floating by trying to figure it out, but prepaying taxes, um, very different than not having to worry about it and just, you know, doing your taxes at the end of the year and praying you get a refund, refund. or not owing a ton of money. Um, cause right now, you know, I don't have taxes taken out of my pay. It's, mm-hmm. you don't want to just be suddenly at the end of the year hit with, Oh, you owe several tens of grands and taxes that you hadn't been saving up for. So, I mean, what I do, and this helps me, I mean, I feel like a lot of people just do this too, but I set aside in my business account. I always like set aside the equivalent of what my taxes should be with every payment that comes in and like that percentage, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. So there is some math involved. Um, I know the IRS also has worksheets. So if you're going to be prepaying quarterly, those are really helpful. Like I did the math on my own, so I might be a little bit off, but that'll just, you know, show up later at the end of the year. Like I might owe a little bit or have a bit of a refund, but you can do these worksheets to kind of figure out based on how much on average you're making, how much you should be paying quarterly. Um, what I don't know if I did right this year is <laughs> didn't pay anything before like April. And I like just paid this week and I kind of combined Q1 with Q2 and I hope that's okay. Like I don't know if it just matters the total at the end of the year, but you know, this is me figuring it out. Yeah. I think we're obviously both not accountants, just throwing that out there. Yes. Don't um, listen to my advice, please. <laughs> um, I also have that same issue. Um, I, I, I don't know how that works either. Like sometimes I have clients who prepay for a few months in advance and I'm like, does that count as now? Or does that count for like yeah. the other months that they prepaid for? Um, who knows? <laughs> right. I think I looked it up and I think that it's based off of the whole year. They just want you to make payments so that like and they're getting increments. some money. Yeah. Okay. That makes so, you feel better. Cause I'm like at the end of the year, isn't it just looking at last year and seeing if I over or underpaid? Right. And then it's like, you have to take into account all of your business expenses because it's based off of your net income. So like, there's so many little caveats in there. And I was just telling Kelsey before my accountant is like ghosting me and because, because the Q2 payment is due next Tuesday. And I'm like, what am I supposed yeah. to owe? And I keep asking him and he doesn't seem too concerned. So I assume yeah, it's probably fine. Yeah, I think these deadlines are arbitrary or whatever. <laughs> Just pay whatever you, pay you want, something. whatever, as long as you're paying something <laughs> that makes sense for how much you make. Um, this is my yeah. professional advice. Just kidding. Please consult an actual accountant. Um, yes. Yeah, so this is still clearly a learning curve for me, but on the topic also of taxes, one thing, obviously I knew you could business expense certain things, but I will say I was surprised by how much you can expense. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know you could expense your office, like, um, according to the square footage. And I didn't know you could expense certain apps. Like I, there were apps and things that I felt like I needed that I just held off on getting. Cause I'm like, I don't want to pay for that. And then I'm like, Oh yeah. crap, I could just expense that. Right. But, or like, <laughs> trips. like if I was going to go meet up with the client, you can expense that. So I was pleasantly surprised by what I could expense. Because to be honest, at my old job, even though it was a corporate job, there were things that I still had to like, that if they just didn't want to pay for, I had to pay for out of pocket, like my new yeah. laptop. And I was like, oh crap, what? Um, wow. So I'd always just been in this mindset of like, it's coming out of my own pocket, I guess. And so it's nice to see that there is a surprisingly long list of things that you can get um, reimbursed for you. So I would look into that if you're an entrepreneur and you don't have like a full comprehensive list of all the things, there might be some things on there that you're like, oh, cool. I can start doing that. And actually like it comes out of your paycheck initially, but at yes. the end of the year, when you do your taxes, 
um, it cancels out. So I'd say look into that. <laughs> yeah, it definitely makes you feel better about making those purchases. <laughs> I like I used the free version of Voxer for years. And then I just recently was like, I'm going to get pro just thinking of doing that. <laughs> yeah, I upgraded my Canva. I was like, why am I stuck using these crappy free graphics? Like, oh my well, gosh. I would say those are like my big two Canva and Voxer, like updating to pro is a game changer. And it's yeah. not that expensive. Yeah. And you just so, have to pay for it in the meantime. And it'll get taken care of cancel out later. So, yeah yeah and I I just have like those expenses come out of my business account too so I don't really like see them anyway so it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it's coming out of my own personal account um who knows if I'm doing that right but <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming yes it's just easy to oh and on that note too like make sure you you keep track like Again, this wasn't necessarily a surprise to me, but I guess I just didn't think about how involved it would be, but keeping track of all the expenses like has to be a huge priority. Yes. Oh my gosh. You definitely want to keep up with that because you could lose track very easily and miss out on some expense that you could have written yeah. off. Mm-hmm. I definitely had that issue last year. My accountant was like, is there anything else? Like, this is it. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm, what I'm have to pay for versus the government will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, just too scared. And now like he gave me a whole list of like yeah. what I can and can't. And he did the whole square footage of my office thing with me. So, um, it's really nice because yeah. like me too, when I was working my corporate job, like I had, when we started working from home, all they gave us was our laptop. But if you wanted like another monitor or a keyboard or a mouse, you had or to buy chair. that <laughs> or a chair, yeah. right. <laughs> You had to buy it all out of pocket for yourself, you know, but it's nice being an entrepreneur and it all counts as expenses. Exactly. So get that cute office chair, girl. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> you write that off. Oh my gosh. So what else? Is there anything else that kind of took you by surprise? Um, I guess we'll kind of vent a little bit because this past oh, week we, so we've been trying to find a new apartment, which is impossible during the pandemic right now. Um, because everything is a million dollars a month and trying to get a house is even crazier. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have been trying to get this apartment. We applied, we toured everything. It's beautiful. And I am like manifesting living there. It's gorgeous. I'm so excited. And this whole past week I have been like emailing back and forth on the phone with the leasing manager who is telling me that because I am self-employed, my proof of income doesn't count for anything. Um, and that's not something I expected with an apartment I did for a house. And I was like, okay, we're not buying a house anytime soon. So I felt safe leaving my job and I was like, oh, we'll just get an apartment for now. And I, I tried to send like invoices and my bank statements and this and that. What do they want from you? Is nothing going to cut it? They basically said that because I don't have any tax documents or, pay stubs that it doesn't count as proof of income, which I have heard from other friends and that are self-employed that it's ridiculous and that they're just like lazy and not wanting to actually look at what I'm sending them. Um, but regardless of what, like, even if this was another apartment, um, and they would take those things, like that's something I wouldn't have had to worry about before, you know, like, Oh, I'll just give you my pay stub. Here you go. It would have been a 
approved in two seconds. And the crazy thing is people make, people can make so much more money working for themselves. And then the fact that that's like not even counted. Um, yeah, we went through a similar thing. My boyfriend and I are building a house next year, but we had to go through the whole loan approval process, uh, mm-hmm. while we were reserving the lot. And they told me that because I haven't had, I haven't been working for myself for at least two years. That's a long time, two yeah. years. They cannot count my income towards our net worth. Like they cannot look at my income at all or take it into account. So then it all falls on my partner. Um, but two years, I feel like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. It's just crazy, but that's something to definitely be aware of because I had no idea personally going into that. And I too was getting like very emotionally attached. And then suddenly we get to the lunch approval process and I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? Um, I really hope that it works out. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. I am fighting very hard. Headache. Yeah. And I'm sure it depends too with an apartment who is leasing. Um, I I would have to think that enough people are exposed to entrepreneurs these days that they know what to do in that situation. But again, maybe they're just being lazy. Who knows? Yeah. There's literally like, I, also toured a couple houses. And anytime I asked, like after this apartment situation, I was like, so is it going to be a problem that I'm self-employed? Like I have invoices and things to show. And they're like, oh, I've never uh, done dealt with that before. So I'll have to ask like my manager or something. And I was like, really? Like this many people haven't dealt with self-employed people. I just, this is something I never thought that would be an issue. I really was like, oh my gosh, I'm finally making enough money in my business that I can afford rent. And yeah, like, do it's a bit of a buzzkill. Yeah. And you're like, I, and it's so frustrating because you're like, I can afford this apartment. Please just look at this document. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like I just made this up. It's a bank statement. Please. I'm like yeah. begging you. <laughs> gosh, so frustrating. Yeah. But that's definitely something I didn't expect. I knew about the house thing just because I had people who told me that before. Mm -hmm. Um, but the apartment side is something I did not expect, but like you said, not every apartment is going to do that. We lived in a previous apartment that basically ran a credit check and that was it. So it might not be Mm. all the time, but like you said, um, keeping track of your expenses and income and everything. And like, even if it's a Excel sheet in Google, like keep track of it. So, you know, where you're at all the time. Yep. Got to stay organized. That's key. Yes. yes. <laughs> I think that's it for me, but we'll see what pops up for me as the year goes on. <laughs> Anything else from you, Abby? Mm, I think those are the big things. Don't yeah. be discouraged as an entrepreneur. I know it's overwhelming with all of this, but you have yeah, just do your research. Mm-hmm. Get an accountant, find people that have done it themselves. So that you know what you're getting into, but obviously enough people do it. Like it's, it's not a problem. Yes. So, yeah. You heard it here. These words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for joining us for another episode and make sure if you did like this episode that you share it, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, give us a rating and review. If you feel called, we would love the support and we'll see you around and we'll see you for the next episode. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. Don't forget, if you want to get booked on amazing podcasts 
or if you're a podcast host and you want to get connected with some incredible guests, head over to thepodcastconnector.com to learn more about our service. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It truly means the world to us. And extra points if you take a screenshot and tag us on social media so that we can see that you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in. Have an amazing rest of your day and we will chat with you again next episode.